Right, good evening. Welcome to the uh, 12 Man Podcast, the potential, oh God, I can't get the words out, penultimate one of the season. <laughs> good start. <laughs> um, you've got me, Steve Jackson, I'm in the main chair. Um, we've got John Donovan with me. Evening, JD. No, then you're all right. I'm in the penultimate chair. <laughs> At least you can say the word, I couldn't say it. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, we've got John Cutler with us. Evening, John. All right, fellas, how are we doing? Doing good, we're doing good. I've got a couple of guests tonight. Um, well, our our main stage audience, Mr. Steve Dixon, with us. Evening, Steve, oh, you all right? Evening, lads. Pleasure again. And fresh on from his uh, his first podcast with um, his new best friend, Justin Hype. Um, we've got Mr. Jack Dobson. Evening, Hi, lads. Hi, hey, lads. How are we doing? Hello, all right? Jack. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good. So, yeah, we're going to. Tonight we're going to talk about. Oh, I felt like John uh, Turner McDonald there. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Cardiff, Stoke, fans in general, um, new podcast, um, and we'll talk about Preston because you know who wants to talk about that a few days before it happens. So before we start, are we all good. We all doing all right. Spot on. Lots better after uh, after yesterday's well Saturday's and yesterday's results. Exactly. Yes, we've had some well, a fair few good days of results. To be honest, you know, obviously we'll start with Cardiff JD. Um, that was that was a, a win that we didn't need to like build up too much last week. Did we? We needed we just basically need to get the job done and not worry about how we did it or the fashion or, or anything like that. Just get the job done, get three points on the board. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, which we done. Um, but now I don't know whether I'm greedy or, or whatever, but I felt as though Cardiff um, were poor on the night, and we could have we could have easily um, got more goals against them just to just to boost our our goal difference, you know. Because uh, as we'll come on to, it might not be as important now. But at the time, um, it, it, it was looking that it would be uh, it would be a big factor. So when we took uh, a tonal lead in the second half with 60-odd minutes gone, I was thinking, another half an hour, we can double this. And I fully expected us to, but we we, we didn't. Um, still massively happy with the win because that's all, that's all we, we hoped for at the start of the game. But I just felt... A, Touch disappointed that um, we didn't get more goals. Yeah, I was I was really disappointed we didn't get more goals. I thought Cardiff looked like they gave in a little bit after the other second goal. I thought like their heads really dropped. Um, John, obviously the, the two the second goal went in, but we didn't get any more. Do you think that's been our underlying issue this season? Goals, you know, that we should be getting that we aren't getting. That's clear to see where where our downfalls are in this squad at the moment. But like I keep saying, there's nothing we can do about it. Right now, we've got what we've got, and it's uh, hopefully it's going to be enough to take us to the promised land. I like your optimism. I'll give you that. Um, nope. Always optimist. optimistic. I know you are. I know. Um, Steve, welcome. All right. Uh, thank you very much for popping on again. Um, no your thoughts on last Wednesday? Um, obviously, big win. Um, as the two lads have said, should have got a few more, but wins a win, isn't it? It is for me, and to be honest, I was quite happy with it. Um, I think we were really struggling for confidence of late. 
And I think it was like building blocks. So we needed to get the, the game won, get three points first and foremost. We needed to score some goals. We needed to keep a clean sheet. And we've done all of that. I think there were some decent performances in the game as well from Tavernier and McGree, who were really good. And um, for me, it was job done. And I think the sort of atmosphere on the night, it wasn't one of them nights at the Riverside that's rocking, you know. You know, and I, I just thought the, the players done what what was expected of them. They won the game, they kept the clean sheet. And I think it gave them a lot of confidence. And I think that's that's coming to the Stoke game. Yeah. And I think that's why we're a lot better on the day against Stoke, who looked a tricky proposition, you know, on paper. And I thought we were quite comfortable against Stoke. And I think that was because of the building blocks that were done against Cardiff. Um, I know what John was saying. It would have been nice to get three, four. But I also think there was probably a little bit of a fear in the Middlesbrough side at the time, thinking we're two 0 up here. Let's get the let's get the win. Let's get the three points. That's that's the most important thing. And possibly even Chris Wilder himself, who after the game was quite happy with it. I think he was probably thinking that let's not give a goal away. Let's get some confidence and move it on to Stoke. Yeah, you're absolutely right. To say that, yeah. The clean sheet was, was huge for me. I think we, we needed that clean sheet just to give us a bit more confidence because he's, he's got a nice little run going, um, Daniels, at the moment. He's, uh, he's, doing, he's doing quite well in between the sticks. Um, Jack, welcome. All right. Hi, sound me, sound. Um, what was your thoughts on last Wednesday's um, 2 0 win? Obviously, I know yeah. you're a massive fan of Tav, and um, we've been talking about McGree for weeks yeah, um, well. in between Jaegers. So, you know, what were your <laughs> thoughts on the, uh, the win against Cardiff? Yeah, boys have just covered it, basically. It was all about not getting beat, wasn't it? And it wasn't the prettiest, but we got the job done and obviously went into Stoke and uh, got the job job done again. Exactly. That's so, all we could do. Oh, it's absolutely, mate, absolutely. Well, I've got, yeah, who's your man of the match against Cardiff? I've got Tav, I think. Not a bad shout. JD? Yeah, I'm going to say Tav. Um, yeah, uh Obviously, got us off the mark with a with a great strike, and uh, just just his, his his general play was um, it was good. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know we, we needed that goal to settle us, didn't we? First half, and uh, it was a great strike. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll pick him for my man of the match. Steve, just to be different, I'll go McGree. I thought the two the two of them on the nights were the standout players and it had that little bit of class that was a little bit above anything else on the pitch. Um, but I think McGree's going to, you know, be a real a real player for John? Well, my thunder, I was going to say exactly the same. I'm McGree as well. I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, I, I'm going to go McGree. I thought, I thought, he, he brings a, a different, um, different aspects of the game. I thought he was, uh, he was very, very well drilled and uh, he, uh, he passed the ball about really well and, um, and got a deserved goal. I know it's sort of a big deflection, but you know, still on target one this. So um yeah, um massive uh plus for me. The only negative I took, um I'll come to you, Stig, because you want to talk about this. Um you mentioned this to me last week. Um when Connolly was about to be brought on, it was, it's the second time we've had this, a few boos popped in. Um I I I'm not a big fan. Uh, I know you're not a big fan, obviously. 
when he when he when he first came into the team, I, 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 you know, I was I thought he'd done okay. I thought he worked, he worked hard. Um, I thought he was contributing, but he sort of had a bit of a dip in form. Um, and I can see why, to be fair, why a section of the support aren't keen on him. Don't see a future from him at the club. However, the one thing that Aaron Connolly doesn't lack is giving one hundred percent. In my opinion, he runs around, he tries, he chases lost causes. He hasn't got the goals. He hasn't got the assists that we would like. Um, he got a little bit unfairly, in my opinion, lambasted for his miss away at Swansea. I, I, I listened to your podcast it was last week, and everybody had different opinions on it. Me personally, I thought he's a little bit unlucky. I thought it was a great ball by McGree. I thought he was unlucky. Brought it down well, not going to pass the keeper, hit the post. I thought it was a bit unlucky, um, but that added to the Boo Boys. You know, he's missed a great chance to win with the game. And I think that, that that rolled on to him coming on the other night. And this season, I don't know what you lads think, you can comment when I'm finished. I think Middlesbrough supporters, I've been supporting them obviously since the 1990s, the Ayrson Park days, right through the Riverside Revolution, sellout crowds, the Janinos, Ravenellis, the Karankayers and all the rest of it. And I think this year, the one big credit to Middlesbrough Football Club has been the supporters. Because I think this season is right up there for the best support we've ever had. We've travelled in huge, huge numbers up and down the country, singing my hearts out. The Riverside is gradually getting better and better. The crowds are going up. We've had some fantastic nights. It's, you know, Old Trafford. The Spurs game was off the map. The Chelsea game, though, got beat. The support was exceptional on TV, at the stadium. You know, we've had the Reading game when we scored in the last minute with Matt Crooks. The stadium was going crazy. And on Saturday as well against... Uh, was it Saturday? I'm getting mixed up. Yeah. Against Stoke. Against Stoke. It was absolutely tremendous to support. You know, absolutely brilliant. Give the players, serenaded them off the pitch. So, that brings us back to Aaron Connolly. Where's that come from? What's triggered that? We've watched some absolute rubbish over the years at Middlesbrough the striking years and things like that. Watch some terrible performances, terrible players. And they haven't took the stick that he took. That guy, for whatever whatever you want to say about him as a footballer, he gives 100% in the middle of his shirt. And he's a young man. He's 22 years of age. He didn't deserve that. And so it massively hurt me as a Middlesbrough fan that that happened because I think the support this season has been absolutely tremendous. And I don't want to see it happen ever again. I really don't. So if anybody out there is listening to this podcast who supports Middlesbrough and thinks they're going to do that again, do me a favour, don't turn up because the players don't deserve it and they don't need it. And especially if we get into the playoffs, we don't need it. We've got to be the 12th man like this podcast and back with boys. I agree. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think there's I always think been... I, think, I was just going to say, I think there's always been... Um, that element of, of fan at, at the matches, you know, um, that they always look for a scapegoat. They, there's always a bow boy, um, you know. And I agree with what you're saying, Steve. Um, his out his his output hasn't been uh, his returns, or he hasn't been sort of uh, uh, startling, has it? You know, with, with regards goals and assists, but. He is trying. Uh, it's 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 not coming off for him. 
Um, but at the minute, I, 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 he's, he's still going under that pitch wearing a butter shirt. So, you know, there's been players up and down the years that, that I've loved. There's players up and down the years that I've just not, not sort of fancied at all. But I've, 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 never, I've never sort of openly booed them as they're waiting to come on. And then as they enter the field of play, I just don't think that's very constructive at all. Save, save your opinions, you know, or your boos, should, should you want to do it at the final whistle, not during the game or even before the lads touch the ball. I, I just I can't see the point in it. But, um, you know, we've always had it. Other clubs... I've got exactly the same, um, but I just wish you know that um, people would wait till the final whistle um, before before making their feelings um, in that way known. Yeah, I, I just thought we've gone past that a bit. You know, I just thought we've gone past that a little bit now because the support now is so so good and so behind the team. Yeah, I just thought we're past that. You know. Yeah, but Steve, you know, we could be we, we could be top of the league clear and there'd still be some people who um uh, who would want to pick up on something during the game and, and, I, and but you know I, I accept that it happens where you get fans during the game, something happens in the game, a player's playing poorly, missing chances and fans get on the back or a goalkeeper makes mistakes and fans get on the back. I accept that. But I it, it must be very rare in my opinion that I've seen Middlesbrough supporters boo a player before yeah. he's gone onto the pitch. I'm That's not a fan of it at all. He's having a tough time of it as of late as well. We should be getting behind him, not not booing. We've had a lot worse players than Aaron Connolly who haven't been booed. And he was he was visibly upset by it, which isn't nice to see either. The one thing the one thing I'd ask, like it, it, this isn't us I suppose we're having a bit of a go, but we're not trying to split the fan base. This season, like, like Steve said, there the fans and the players are all they've all been massively together. And if they, every fan who booed him at that game, if they go home and think that that's what support is, it can only be one one way, and it's detrimental. It's not going to help Aaron Connolly in any way. And I've said a million times, if players go on that pitch and give a hundred percent, doesn't if they're rubbish, they're rubbish. But if he's giving a hundred percent while he's wearing that shirt, that's good enough for me. I'll get my support. You can go and slag him off afterwards on social media or in the pubs with all your mates. But booing him at the game when he's coming on the pitch for a team you're supposed to be supporting is only detrimental, not only to him, to the other players and our chances of getting in the playoffs of what we want to achieve. It was only a fortnight ago as well, wasn't it, that he posted on social media, Aaron Connolly apparently, that these are the best fans I've ever played for. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um... And he first joined the club. He was in his first few weeks. He was uh, obviously getting his chances coming into the team. Obviously, made the odd appearance every now and then before he became like a, I suppose like a mainstay in the team alongside Balogun for the for the six or seven games that we they had. And he was he mentioned straight away these fans are the best I've played in front of. You know the, the games like when he was at Old Trafford um, for the, the shootout win, the the, uh, the the extra time win against Spurs. Uh, the, the Derby win, the Reading win. You know, it's, it, for me, yeah, he's, he's not he's not had the greatest <laughs> impact. He's not had, he's, you know, scoring-wise, assist-wise, you know, numbers speak for themselves, but you don't boo him, you don't boo him before he starts. You know what I mean? Like, he's coming on the pitch to try and make an impact and 
I, I, I was really disappointed when I heard them boos against Cardiff. I thought, that's not our fans. I'll ask you lads a question. He's been here since January. Since January, other than Watmore, has he been any worse than Balogun and any worse than Spora? For me, he hasn't been any worse. For me, he hasn't been any worse than them two. They've all underperformed all three of them. So I don't know why he's getting completely singled out. I really don't. Well, he arrived with a bit of a reputation, a bit of a bad lad image. Um, and even before, uh, even when it was just a, a rumoured link to our club, there was already people on social media saying we don't want him, this, that and the other. So he 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 came with that bit of um, baggage with him, so to speak. Uh, so it's it's been fairly easy for some fans just to jump on his back, sadly. On a positive note, he got a bit of a song going on Saturday for him, didn't he, after that video that came out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a cracker, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> pa- Pally Fanny T-shirts are available. <laughs> Imagine if he scores on, on Saturday. Imagine if he scores the winner at Wembley. If he scores the goal guys in the playoffs, he'll be the hero, won't he? They'll be yeah, selling him in the club right, shop, yeah. won't they? Yeah. He'll be he'll be a wash with Pally Fanny. I'm moving that on quickly, quickly. Uh, right, Saturday. Obviously, final league game of the season. Um, I'm not giving up hope. Um, obviously, it was against another team where you know we had nothing. They had nothing to play for. Um, they're the games that make me more nervous than anything else. You know, I want the team to have something to play for when they when they're coming against us. You know, because teams that relax tend to perform better. If that makes any sense. I mean, look at look at Fulham last night. I know they had to win to win the league, but they already knew they were up and they were already relaxed and ready to go. And they took Lewin to pass badly. And um, did us a big favour, but um, obviously, sum up Stoke for me, um, JD. Obviously, you were in the uh, the very posh seats um, with the prawn sandwich brigade. Um, how did you find the uh, the game against Stoke? Uh, I, I enjoyed the game. I mean, before and uh, I, I'd, I'd listened to um, a couple of Stoke City podcasts, and they were quite. Uh, they were quite upbeat as regards their chances against us um, because they'd, they'd been on a fairly decent run. Um, and, and, and I could understand. I could understand it because, um, like you say, they had nothing to play for. They've still got a, a number of very, very good uh, individual players and, and the team have, have picked up some decent results. So I could understand what, why, why they were coming to us in a positive mood. Um, so I always thought it was going to be a tough game. It turned out um, we were more comfortable than the, than the Cardiff game. And, you know, I, I'll take, uh, I'll take Steve's, um, Steve's opinion with regards to Cardiff was building blocks for, for the final two games. And yeah, I can see that. In fact, he, he, he was right, you know, and, and I thought we, we were comfortable uh, in that game. Um, and they didn't offer a great deal of threat, uh, so so yeah, it was uh, it was good. As for being in hospitality, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the day. Free bar was superb. 
Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't the only one in the posh seats stood up singing. So I wasn't the only dial in there. <laughs> no, happy days. Um, obviously, we made the change of bringing Crooks back in. We did debate whether we should, could be our company coming back in. Obviously, after following his three-game ban, um, he made a pretty big impact, didn't he? He did, yeah, 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 he did. Um, obviously, you know, we, we know he's, uh, he's got two goals uh, and he's, he's a big presence, isn't he? Um, and before his ban, we'd missed it because I, I just thought he started to look a little bit tired, needed a little bit break. So, I mean, the three-game ban um, gave him that uh, and he'd come back and he put in a great performance. He did. Um John, what did you make of Saturday's performance? Yeah, uh, I'll touch on Crooks. I think that three-game ban has done us a favour in two ways. One, he's back nice and refreshed. And also, it's let us integrate McGree in the team and there's no way you can drop him now. And I've said I think he should be starting. I thought the game as a whole, they started all right. First 10 minutes, had a decent amount of the ball. But like John said there, I thought we were pretty comfortable throughout the whole game, to be fair. And the former Middlesbrough player scoring an own goal as well. Yes, he did, Lewis Baker. Um, I thought I was a bit harsh on Johnny House, to be honest. Um, it was basically say when I watched it back, it was on target. You know, why can't he have, have had that goal? I don't know. But um, a bit harsh on um, the newly crowned player of the season. Um, but, um, you know, hey ho. Um, Steve, what did you make of Saturday's um, win against Stoke? Uh, it was a fantastic win uh, because before the game I was a little bit worried to tell you the truth um, when I seen the teams in the pub and uh, I seen McNair was missing and uh, Lee Peltier come in and I seen that he had moved Mark Bowler out and put Tavernier at wing back because I like Tavernier in the centre I think he's a better player in the centre um, I was a little bit concerned because I think Bowler offers with a balance um, I know it can be hit or miss but just the way he plays I think he balances the side so well and I was quite, I was, I was wondering how, you know, wild I was going to manage it. With Crooks coming back, you, you couldn't take me grey out the team. And to be honest, it was all superb management because I was wrong with my fears because it worked really well. I thought Peltier coming was solid. And I thought uh, Tavernier played well at wing back. And McGree again was superb. And I thought it was really comfortable. And once it went 2 0. I was thinking this could be three, four, five because I thought we're really uh, possession and the stats don't actually show that to be fair because Stoke had more shots on goal with the the, the Middlesbrough that had more possession than Middlesbrough, but I thought Middlesbrough were very, very comfortable and, and, and thoroughly deserved the the three one win and only the only uh, disappointment was the, the the goal in the last second from Stoke which you know at the time people were thinking could be important. But since the Fulham game now, obviously, less so, um, was the only bit that disappointed. And I, I think they only scored because Wilder decided to give Bambay's ovation from the supporters and took off Jones and put Bamba on. And I thought we were a little bit disjointed for the last couple of minutes and didn't know what we were doing. And Stoke took advantage and nicked the goal at the end. Daniel, Daniels, to be fair... Steve, you think Daniels has been superb and so do I. I think he's been absolutely a revelation since he's come in. Absolutely superb, but <laughs> he wasn't great on the goal. He should have he held it. Yeah. 
And if that's his only mistake, for that'll do because it it looks like it's not going to matter. But no, brilliant, 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 brilliant performance. Yeah, absolutely right. So, so yeah, you could have held on to the ball for the goal. You say you're absolutely right with that. Um, I mean, the minute the minute would have come if that that dad didn't let his kid run on the pitch. But you know, that's that's, <laughs> that's another matter. Um, and uh, it serves him right now because um, he's got a ban for it. So no, no sympathy for him. But uh, Jack, what did you think of Saturday's win? Yeah, yeah. I uh, thought it was another one we could have ran away with as well in the first half alone. Obviously, the two goals, the the offside goal, which the linesman took forever to put his flag up. Yeah. Uh, I thought we were comfortable all game. They, they were really average. Disappointing not to concede right at the end, as uh, as you said. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people are blaming it on that fans running on the pitch, aren't they? which needs to stop. Yeah. Well, hopefully, after, um, obviously, the... Uh... I mean, I'm glad you brought it up. What do you think of the, the club's tough stance of, uh, of buying the, uh, the the child's dad for, for life? I know you've got a bit mouthy with the stewards when he's been kicked out for it, but um, what do you think about a life ban for him? Yeah, I think it's the right thing to do. I've, I've seen the video. Have you seen the video of him, of him recording his kid running on and him laughing and encouraging him to do it? So it's the correct thing to do for me. Spot on. No, I absolutely agree with that. Um same with you, lads. Do you you agree with what's happened? Obviously, it's been big news um, the last couple of days. Yeah, well, it's not um, it, it's not anything new. Encroachment onto the pitch. It's a criminal offence, you know, um, as well. Uh, and and for and for a, a father to, to encourage his kid to encroach onto the pitch to have a, a sense of entitlement. You know, I can do what I want. Well, do you know what? The club have come down heavy on him and uh, it's his own fault. And and the fact that he, um, he he was sort of lippy, abusive, aggressive towards the stewards, well, you know, we don't really want, we don't really want that type of fan, do we, who, who think, I can do what I want, you know, rules aren't for me, you know, go on, son, you go on there, go and get your selfie, come off and I'll laugh about it. Now, I, I, I agree with the club. I wouldn't ban the kid because... The kid was, it, it's it's the parents, you know. It, it, the kid was was just, you know, doing as his his, his dad encouraged him to do. Um, so I, I wouldn't. I'd probably speak to the kid. Um, but yeah, dad was at fault, definitely. Just yeah. just playing devil's advocate a little bit here. If if he hadn't been lippy to the steward, does not think then maybe a lifetime ban was a little bit harsh, and it could have been maybe a couple of years. Taking away, taking away, mouthing off to the stewards, which I obviously don't agree with either. Well, the, the the club have to set an example, otherwise we'll get this. You know, we'll get these yeah. sort of people who do it uh, at in opportune times in games. Um, so, you know, I, I'm I'm fully behind what the club done. Um, Chris Wilder obviously came out and said. There's a lot of kids who want to meet who want to meet the players, but they respect the club, mm-hmm. and that's right. Yeah, I was I was just going to say, you know, I think he's probably been a little bit unlucky to get a lifetime ban, but you know, like John was saying, the club have to show zero tolerance. Otherwise, it's just going to continue and escalate and go on and on and on, and this will probably stop it, you know, permanently now because people know if they go on the pitch at the Riverside. They know what's coming now, and I think it was a good a good message 
as harsh as it could, you know, it can be seen to be, it was the right thing to do. And I, I agree with John. I fully back the club on it. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with uh, all the points you've made. As I say, you know, the, the manager's come out and said it, you know, like Jack said, there's, there's thousands of kids that want to um, meet the players. They all patiently wait after the game. You know, he could have done exactly the same. You know, he had two minutes to waste. You know what I mean? Because the players then came back out and did a lap of honour after the game. Could have easily shouted him over, taken out a quick pick because they say players were doing that. You know, players were interacting with the, with the fans quite well and um, and you know being being in, in, being responsive to him. So you know, they wanted to show their appreciation of what you know of, of what you know what Steve's been saying. The fans have been absolutely fantastic this season, and you know that they wanted to say thank you for. For, for being there because you know the crowd's built up and up and up and to say it's going to put hopefully culminate into a, into a playoff spot on Saturday on Saturday afternoon so you know it's absolutely right um, the example's been set I'm just I'm interested what the club elaborate on when they say there's, there's four or five more individuals they want to speak to about this going forward because I think they've obviously spotted the parents of the other ones that have run on in, in past games so it'll be interesting to see what happens to them as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a it'll be interesting few weeks, and hopefully, uh, they all get the uh, the phone call they all deserve. To be quite honest, because I've got no sympathy for them. So, um, but I'll say to you, Steve, who's your man of the match on uh, on Saturday? Um, I would probably go. I thought Dykesdale had a good game, to be fair, and I thought McGree again was was very very good. Um. I, <laughs> I, I thought what more as well, to be fair, ran his socks off and was like the unsung hero on Saturday what more. He done a lot of work, a lot of chasing down the goalkeeper, done the hard yards. Um and he deserved a goal for his for his work rate. But I'd probably go with Dykesdale because I think he, he covered the back line superbly with his pace and uh I thought he had a really good game. Yeah, spot on. John? Well, uh, I thought I was going to be the only person that said this name, but Steve's just said it. For me, Duncan Watmore set the tone from minute one. It, um, he's an unsung hero for me. I know the fans, the fans love him, but his, his work, I know he doesn't get loads of goals, but his work rate in him, and like say, from, from minute one till he's he's absolutely goosed by an hour. But he puts in some work, that lad, and, and for me, I'm going to give it to him. Jack? A uh, few contenders, Crooks, obviously, what more runs his socks off, but Housen for me controlled the game. Yo, Mrs. Page, it was here, aren't she? <laughs> <laughs> no, she hasn't, she hasn't. <laughs> Definitely Housen for me. Yeah, yeah, he was going on Saturday. JD? Yeah, yeah, Johnny Housen for me. So, uh, notable uh, performances by um, McGree, Isaiah Jones, Crooks, but I just thought. Uh, Johnny Housen um, w- w- was absolutely commanding, um, and he was he was at the end of a lot of Stoke attacks and at, at the beginning of ours. And uh, his 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 input throughout the game was uh, was tremendous. He was a driving force. Yeah, I say my my man of match was Crooks. I thought Crooks was brilliant, but I'll give a big mention to Dale Fry. Obviously, Dale Fry came back in after injury. And that backline looked a lot more steady, a lot more um, assured of themselves. And I say he got the assist for the goal as well for the for the, um, for Crooks' second. 
So, you know, he had a massive game on Saturday for me, Fry, and uh, set himself up nicely for, for Preston. But, uh, yeah, Crooks was obviously man of the match. He was fantastic on Saturday. And badly missed as well. So, yeah, before we talk about Preston, though, I'll come to you, Jack. Thanks for popping on, buddy. Um, this new little venture you've got going, um, the former Borough right back, um, Mr. Justin Hoyt, um, I had a little listen to the, the podcast last night. It was a, it was a cracking listen. Um, good start. Um, tell us about how it started and, and what we can expect from it coming in the next few weeks. Uh, yeah, basically started. Justin came on my podcast, spoke about his time at the Borough and, look, and he mentioned uh, when we were speaking that he was looking into making his own podcast. Um, we stayed in touch after that and he asked not long after if I'd be interested in co-hosting it with him, which is obviously a a no-brainer for me. He's a he's a top guy and he's helped me out a lot. Um, yeah, the podcast will have a uh, regular guests with just uh, with who Justin's played with at his clubs. Some really good ones have been spoken about, so I'm excited about that. He's involved a lot with FC Cincinnati over in the states, and we've had a lot of American listeners already. So we'll be speaking about them quite regularly in Middlesbrough's results and up- upcoming games, and getting some fans involved too. So it'd be so it'd be good to get you lads on as well at some point. Yeah, more than, than happy too. So, is it okay with the name? Right back, right time. That was Justin. <laughs> I had a feeling it might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a decent name. It's quite catchy, to be fair. But, He's uh, the right back, and I was there at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't it together. But, um, no, I was a good listener. I, said, I had a little listen last night. Um, it was a good start. It was exactly what it said it was going to be an intro to um, so what you'd be going into. But, um, obviously, you mentioned there you've got a few guests coming up. Have you got? Are you going to give away anything? Who's going to be popping on? Any point? not yet, but but there's a few good borrow ones in, in Arsenal as well. So yeah, that's all I'll say. <laughs> well, there you go. And um, and where can people grab this this podcast? And where can we listen to it? Uh, it's over on Spotify now. It'll be on Apple Podcasts as well and Anchor. There you go exactly where the 12 month podcast is as well so there you go get that on your regular listen list and um yeah it's it's going to be an exciting few when's the next one getting recorded uh, it'll be next week so it'll be out in probably 10 days two weeks there you go so well brilliant uh i wish you all the best of luck jack i mean there's a quite a few butter podcasts out there now but the um it, it's all different uh discussions different opinions uh different formats so it's, it's great to listen to as many as possible you know obviously for those that find the time but uh but yeah um i i, I did listen to your introduction just uh just over half an hour long and uh yeah i'm looking forward uh, to hearing you speak listening to your guests justin's stories and also the competitions that you're running so yeah yeah um, well well done i'm looking forward to it. thank you very much yeah Give it a listen and it says they say the half hour listen to last night was really good and um hopefully I'll get a, a nice little look at these competitions and might actually win one of them. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed. But no, it's, it's really good, it's really good what you're doing, mate. It's it's uh, it's a, it a cracking listen, so well done and uh fingers crossed and best of luck for the uh the next few weeks. Yes, mate, appreciate it. That's all good. Um so before we finish, the the matter of the final day of the season, Preston. Um, I mentioned a few weeks ago that this season felt like Mogger's season in 2012, where 
we 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 went into that last game of the season needing to win our last game, and the team in the playoffs lose. We're not quite that that far. Are we that um, we're not at that stage now. Obviously, with Luton getting an absolute hiding from Fulham, but I come to you, John. We're not far off that, are we? Not. Uh... That's one of the most famous managers ever would say. It's squeaky bum time, isn't it? It is. It's very so much. We're all, we're all suffering with that. One one thing I will say, Preston are only nine points away from us. It's not going to be a walk in the park. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game, but with us taking 6,000 fans there, it's going to feel like a home game. And and I'm sure there'll be, well, I'm sure there'll be more than 6,000 fans, I'll put it that way there on Saturday. Yeah, when, when I saw the old... Um... The staging map being posted by a few saying, not saying anything, but this is where the, the seats are free. It's obvious where the um, the hints were going there. There's definitely going to be more than six thousand in that uh, in Deepdale on Saturday. But um, looking forward our to ma- it. Our manager alluded to it, didn't he, last week? He said he did. Take, taking almost six thousand, and I'm sure there'll be uh, a fair few more there occupying <laughs> yeah. certain areas of the ground. It's like he knows, isn't it? It's like he knows. Um, obviously, being, being a big football fan himself, he'll know the people who have done that back in the day as well. But, um, yeah, we're making the trip down. You looking forward to it? Can't wait, mate. Um, Saturday can't come soon enough for me. I know. I'm already it's, it's, it's a big game. It's. Uh, I mean, we've all enjoyed going to Old Trafford. We've enjoyed Tottenham at home. None of them, none of them are close to what it's going to be on Saturday. This is the biggest game of our season. And I think absolutely. we all, well, we can all vouch for that. We all know. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. JD, obviously you um, you organised for us to head down to uh, to Lancashire, not near the uh, the coast, coast, as you've rightly said. Um, but um, looking forward to it. I'm organising it. I thought it was you this week, Steve. I've done now. I have done now. Nice. <laughs> oh, uh, better get my finger out then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're all sorted, don't worry. Um, yeah, I've got a nice little, uh, shall we say, a stop off for breakfast. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to Big yeah, game. Good. And uh, what, what kind of what kind of a Preston North End are you expecting on the final day? One that's already on the beach, that's not too far away in Blackpool? Uh, <laughs> or are you expecting a quite a competitive game? Well, I would always... I would always expect any football team to play with professional pride, you know, and um, and not just and they're at home in front of in front of that like um, a, a large following of the, of their fans, you know. So yeah, I expect them to have um, professional pride and and put up a fight. Um, but we've shown over the course of the season um, that we have um, a better team. It's shown that in our results, in our points tally, uh, and we have hopefully fired in our bellies the desire to win the game with our fingers crossed that things elsewhere go for us. So uh, it will be a tough game. Um, just just let, let us please get the win. Exactly. That's all, that's all we can ask for, isn't it? You know, it doesn't, doesn't matter what other permutations and outcomes you may think of. We don't do our job. It's not going to matter. So, you know, we've got to do we've got to do our bit first, and then that's when the old the old fashioned digital radios and you know what have you come out the pockets, and, uh, and hopefully, 
I hope the 4G and 5G signals are right in Preston, because I imagine that would get a fair whack on the, on Saturday afternoon, I'll tell you that now. That will be yeah. better than the Riverside. I, yeah, you're telling me. And they've got a signal on that place. Absolute morgue. Um, but um, I'll say with you, Jack, you're looking forward to the trip Saturday? I am, mate, yeah, I can't wait. To be honest, my hope was gone for the playoffs after after that Huddersfield at home. But it's uh, it's gradually come back, which I don't know if I like, because it's always the hope that kills, isn't it? The, the, uh, be- the, the best one from you was on the way home from Swansea. You went from, he's dead. It might be. <laughs> well, great, we're going to win it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's beer, that. Are you telling me? We did have a fair few, like, but... We need Fulham or Redden to do us a favour, but as John said, we've just got to make sure we get our job done. No, absolutely right. You're absolutely spot on. Steve, you looking forward to Saturday? I am, but I'm devastated I'm not going. <laughs> I work most Saturdays and I have to take annual leave, uh, even for home games. And I got I, I got the Stoke game off and took holiday and I wasn't granted it for the Preston game. So I feel like I'm the only person who supports Middlesbrough in the world not going to Preston. So... Um, I'll be I'll be back in time to watch the TV because I've got a bit of a deal going to get back in time to watch the TV. But I, I'm good at I'm not going. But uh, I think it's going to be a real toughie because Preston, Ryan Law, the new the manager, he's he plays decent football, and I think Middlesbrough Middlesbrough support will probably give them a lift as well because the stadium will be jumping and it'll probably raise both sides. And their form's not that bad. I think the last five have won two, drew two, lost uh, one, two, lost two, drew. I can't. It's 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 in and out the form. I can't remember what it was the last five. But uh, I think it'll be a really tough game. I really do. And I'm just hoping we edge it because if we win, whatever help whatever happens happens. But at least we've done our job, like you said, Steve. Let's do our job and worry about everything else after the game. Exactly, that's all we can you know for. Just do our job. We say if Borough turn up, well, I think we'll win. Um, but we just got to turn up first. So I'll stay with you, Steve. Two questions. I'm gonna ask each and every one of these two questions. Score prediction and do we get the playoffs? I'll go two one Middlesbrough. And if that happens. We will make the playoffs. I think if we win, we'll do it. There you go. That will do me nicely. Jack, score prediction. Do we make the playoffs? I'll go 2 0 Borough, and I've got a feeling we will, yes. Two for two. I'm loving this. John? I'm going 3 1, and uh, there's no way I'm changing my prediction that I've been saying for the last six months. We definitely, well, we are going to make the playoffs. Three for three. Go on, JD. Um, <laughs> three two to Borough, and we will, yeah, make the top six. Well, I don't know if I can deal with three two, like Jesus. Uh, you know, I'll make it a full house three nil, and we will make it, and we'll finish fifth. I'll even go Whoa. that far. That'll be a dream, Steve. That'll be that will be the dream. So I've said for months we'll get Huddersfield, and I still fully believe we'll get Huddersfield. I've got a little feeling that Reading could get something out of Luton. Well, I look today, I used to say that, Jack, um, the uh, the podcast that, that Reading have, they put out the last time they went to a playoff chasing team was our good friends Derby County. And they won 3 0. And they knocked Derby straight out the playoff run. And that was in uh, that was in 2016, I believe. 
So, obviously, that was a big year for the Borough. We all know what we did. So, to big Omen, they say um, Luton's injuries are mounting. They say they've got even more injuries. I think Onya Dim has been ruled out for the final game as well. Uh, Harry Cornick's in trouble as well. Um, it's just, they've got a fair few players in trouble for, for Saturday. So, yeah, 3-0 and 5th. I really do think we'll finish 5th. Jackson Gibbo's called any favours in from Paulins? I hope so. I know. I hope so, big time. <laughs> but I honestly think that Reading will take a result against Luton. I said Luton have got to win now. They've, there's no mistakes from them. They have to win. Um, they let their little their little buffer go when the they, confidence they must be damaged by seven 0 It must yeah, have damaged the confidence. Definitely. I think I think the perfect the perfect scenario for us is we win, Luton win, and Sheffield United get beat because then that's them out of the playoffs. That would be the perfect scenario. Yeah. Chef United missing out on the playoffs because of Chris Wilder. Wow. That would be a story. But, We've got um, six. It'd obviously be, you're probably looking at Forrest or Bournemouth, aren't you, who obviously play tonight. Yeah. I'd, uh, yeah. I'd, that, that's the only bit that makes me a bit nervous if we finish sixth. But um, I don't I don't fear either of them footballing wise. It's just, I don't know if I can be asked to go to Bournemouth on a Monday night. <laughs> that's my only thing. But uh, I'll do it. I will do it. But um, yeah, uh, Bournemouth Forest are currently nil nil at half time, boys. There you go. Yeah. So, but uh, and then just like that, that's it. We're done. So yeah, hopefully we're back next week. We'll have a bit more of a, a cheery chat and we'll be able to preview the playoffs. Otherwise, we're all going to be sat here um, <laughs> doing a season review, which I'm not really looking forward to. So. Um, uh, JD, John, thank you so much for popping on, as, as usual. Um, thank you. Steve, thank you so much for popping on. It's, uh, always good to chat, my mate. Anytime. Thanks, boys. Love it. Jack, great debut. No bother, mate. Thank you. Oh, always a pleasure, my man. I'll, I'll see you on Saturday anyway. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening, subscribing, liking, commenting, getting involved. Um, I want to say thank you for everything you've Everybody that's listened to in the season because the season's not over. Um, I'm adamant we're going to get the playoffs, really am. Uh, I'm going to look a right dickhead if we don't. Um, but um, yeah, thank you so much, and uh, we'll have a chat again next week. So we'll leave it there. Arriva Derchi, be seeing you. What the Borough? Come on, Borough. Yeah, good luck, Jack. Good luck, Jack. Up the Borough.